I, that was out of the blue guess. Oh my That's, god! That's insane. That can't be right. You're, it is. It's is 100% no way. right. Yeah. No. I'm dead serious. No. Dead ass serious. That is the number of episodes. Holy five. shit. I just spat out a number. Yeah, you pulled 74 out of your ass and that was correct. Wow. Yeah, how about that? That's a... Take a bow to nobody. Yeah, dude. I, I'm, I'm impressed. You could have just totally like bluffed me and been like, yeah, I knew what episode this was. No. I would have believed No. You. I was I, I feel like you you would believe me less by saying I just spat it out. Nope, seventy four, bro. Wow. Okay. Cool. Anyway. All right. That's a good opening if you were recording. I that. was recording. <laughs> I didn't actually hit record when you said episode seventy four, but I like as soon as you said that I start so hey maybe the two second um whatchamacallit, the pre roll. Maybe that got it. But either way, fuck yeah, dude. You knew it was episode seventy four. Sure. I'm, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I guess we're not gonna open with Jim Duggan this week. I'm just gonna put this at the head. Hey everybody, it's Corey Poindexter here with your boy. Hi. Bob Faggity. And today on episode seventy four of the Small Package <laughs> Show, Braun Strowman flips heavy things. And fucks shot herb. Will Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble? Okay, baby. Vegas seems to think so. Is Paige done forever? That's super unfortunate. Anyway, all that and more today on the Small Package. Oh, hey, it's EC3. I mean, it would be a little bit distant, but I hope our microphones caught that. Oh, my God. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's small package time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. This is episode 74. But it's not a factoid. Um, and also, uh, you're probably, you guys are going to get episode 73 at the same time because I realized it didn't upload. Schwamp, schwamp. So 73 and 74 will go up in a combo. But... Oh well, it is what it is. I mean, episode seventy-four. All that really happened was we reviewed Wrestle Kingdom, which, while great, most people already probably knew what happened on it yeah, before we recorded. Probably. I gotta, I gotta decide. I gotta cancel that New Japan subscription before the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll get charged. And it cancels instantly, so it's not like it rides it out to the end of the month, though, which kind of sucks. That sucks. That you just can't. Like ride out the rest of the month yeah, that you no. paid for. Once, you, once you'd be like, no, nah, I'm not gonna renew this. Like, whoop. well, maybe I'll watch some of the backlog stuff right before I cancel it. But the other thing that sucks is it doesn't matter if you sign up on the second to last day of the month. On the yeah, first, it of the still month. can't call charge you a month. That's so fucking crazy. Oh, so well. I mean, you signed up at a good time because you got like a full January's worth of sure. time, but. Gotta make sure you don't get a full February was worth the time. Yeah, uh, especially during the slow season for my work. That would be unfortunate. So anyway. Anyway. Hey, everybody, we are back. It is a package show. Anyway. And, uh. Anyway. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> I, I started to say right before we started recording that I had a fun factoid, and Bob had what I can only assume was a, like a seizure. He freaked out and screamed, Actually! <laughs> that's not just, a factoid! I just learned that. So share is. your information about factoids, Bob. So the word factoid uh-huh. is uh, an inaccuracy. That has been repeated so often that people just assume it's a fact. So honestly, people's definition of the word factoid is a factoid. So the definition of factoid is a piece of information that has been repeated so much people assume it's a fact, but it's inaccurate. Huh. Hmm. Well... 
Fuck that. I don't care. I'm going to still use the word. I can't be stopped by conventional means. Well, okay. But I appreciate... You do you. I appreciate your... You do you, friendo. I appreciate your fact. Oid. No! Your factoid. Factoid. Fact? What if that was a factoid? No, it's not. Because that's not something that's oft-repeated. If you're just hearing it, and I was just hearing it. But then what if we just keep repeating it, and it becomes a factoid? You know what, Corpor? How about you just shut up and we do the show? Yeah. I guess I could do that. Anyway, here's what happened on the show on Raw. <laughs> Raw. Oh, wait, it no, was... no. Hey, let's, uh, before we get to Raw, we went to Evolve 98. 98, 98, Evolve 98. And it was, it was a fun, it was a fun night. Uh, we got, we did not get our VIP stage seats that we have oft gotten before, but instead got there early and got pretty dope general admission seats at a table. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I posted a couple of pictures from the show on our Facebook. Handful of pics. But then I realized that uh, I was out of data and uh, could not live stream without paying for a shit ton of gigs. So I have I have a couple of video clips that I'll probably put on the Facebook page in the next uh, you know week or so. I got some good good shots too. Yeah, the one that I did post of Jason Kincaid was a pretty was a pretty nice shot. Him did- on the turnbuckle. Oh, well, I got that uh, triple Rana. Oh, yeah. I got the quad, the, well, I guess it wouldn't be a quadruple superplex because there wasn't four people getting suplexed, but a triple, the triple uh, suplex that they did. Oh, yeah. uh, From the corner. Yeah, man. Anyway, that pre-show match that we've been talking about these spots from, that was really insane. I got to say, they've been doing these prelim matches that I can't tell if it's necessarily before the stream starts or if it's possibly... I think it's before the stream starts because... I think that they were streaming the prelim match, but I think that they like stream the prelim match kind of like how on the network they do the kickoff show, and then there was a graphic for evolve and the official card like uh-huh. the DVD well card. yeah because he like came out and did like the whole work up to evolve blah, 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 right. intro that we we're all like uh we've already watched a match <laughs> yeah so the prelim match was a four-way freestyle they did not say fatal four-way uh between snoop strikes jason kincaid snoop strikes brody king and jerick 120 with candy cartwright um, Not Cindy Cartwright. Yeah, though. he fucked up her name. Brody King was kind of impressive. I liked his his shirt that says "God forgives, Brody doesn't." Was kind of a fun shirt. Uh, Jarek one twenty. I'm more into his gimmick the more that I see of him. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's living it, man. I've got to say, I find it absolutely a, a delight to watch him do a move in his move set that involves legit kayfabe magic in a in a general kayfabe world that doesn't do magic anymore and when he comes up to somebody and then does the like snap and touches their forehead and then cradles them as they fall to the mat it's so funny to me to watch that happen because it just doesn't happen anymore Okay, but that's <laughs> that's not professional. Not, that's not wrestling. professional wrestling, Kayla. Kayla's like you've never been to a Pentecostal church service, but yeah, okay, sure. Um, uh, Snoop Strikes was also pretty entertaining. Yeah, he was um, getting the crowd into it. He uh, especially, you know, Snoop is a fun, fun, ch- way better than the Wolf one from yeah before. It wasn't Ar Wolf, I don't think. It was a different guy. At the last show, who had a you like, mean AR Fox? AR, yeah, it's not AR Fox. Oh, sorry, Worm. I don't give a fuck about that guy. He annoys the shit out of wow. me. Wow, it was that Wolf guy from the last show who yeah. was like, "Oh, it's like okay, we have no idea what's happening," and it's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I guess your gimmick is you're a wolf." Anyway, it was a pretty good, fun match. A uh, lot of lot of big spots. A lot of uh, triple moves, like you were mentioning the suplexes and the ranas. Um, and then Jason Kincaid wound up getting the win. Uh-huh. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, there's going to be so much background noise on this fucking episode, too, because you can probably hear my time bomb fucking radiator going off in the background, which, fun fact, is why the air conditioner is running, because we finally fixed the seals on all of our windows so that 
cold air wasn't coming in uh-huh. back a week or two ago when it was like negative five. Uh-huh. So we finally sealed our windows. And then because the, the radiators are so hot, our apartment was constantly like 85 degrees, which is just Woof. uncomfortable. Yeah. So go figure. Now we're running our air conditioner. Uh, next up, Tracy Hot Sauce Williams teamed with Dom Garini, who is a member of Catchpoint that I have not seen before. Yeah, neither have I. But I, they're like, he's, he's, he's here with us. And we're they, like, okay. And cool. they had Stokely Hathaway um, as manager alongside them. Uh, before that happened, uh, it was interesting because right after Kincaid had, was in the middle of clearing the ring, he was not actually out of the ring yet. Uh, Chris Dickinson, Dirty Daddy, came out, grabbed the mic from the announcer, and said he was going to fight the end right now. He didn't care if it was one-on-one, two-on-one, three-on-one. He didn't give a fuck. He wanted... I want to fight him. He wanted them right then I want to beat you up. Get over here. I want to beat you up. But Tracy and Dom came out to just sort of be like, hey, like, let's cool it. Timothy Thatcher came out with Walter, and Stokely Hathaway tried to sign them, but... Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Walter ripped up the contract, and instead we got our match. Uh, it was a really good match between Timothy uh, Thatcher, Walter, T- uh, Tracy Hatsaway, and Do- uh, Dom Greeny. Um, Dom had some pretty good moves. Uh-huh. Uh, the crowd is so behind Walter. Yes, lots of Walter fans. He's Which- big in PWG. Uh, he's big in... He was in XWX, the German promotion. Yeah. It's funny to me because they're clearly heels and also their whole like But yeah, Walter was the hot tag. Their 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 gimmick is just it kind of has that like alt right vibe to it that kind of like you know, their all of their gear says ring comp on it. Um, you know, they wear the black with the trench coats and mm-hmm. the and the poses and stuff. Uh so it's weird seeing, you know, the crowd go nuts for people that are pretty clearly heels. That being said, Walter's a hell of a performer. That man, I mean, he's he's a big boy. He's kind of got some uh some uh some action happening up here, some jiggle to him. He's not like like 100% tone. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, he's like he's a beast. Like he does some pretty crazy shit. Uh, anyway, um, in the end, Timothy Thatcher and Walter defeated Tracy Hot Sauce Williams and Dom Greeny via pinfall. Um, then the end came out and started attacking. Uh, Jaka came in to make a save. We get a big brawl. Uh, Dickinson gets a chair. He starts attacking, uh, Pyro, who is a member of the end. And, and then, then they're just like, we have a match, ding, ding. Yeah, everyone else cleared out except for Dickinson and Pero. They had a crazy brawl. They got up on the stage. They were throwing people's chairs. Uh, in the end, Chris Dickinson... I'm, I'm honestly glad we didn't get up on the stage, because, like... It would have been intense. It would have been a little shitty. Uh, I mean, it, it, shitty is one way of looking at it. Also, like, it would have kind of been exciting to see the wrestlers literally fighting five feet in front of your face. But, you know, also everything was getting tossed around and wrecked. So, yeah, I could definitely see that. Chris Dickinson right? gets like the you, win. Your beers would have been spilled. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. I, well, I wouldn't have bought the, the beers unless we had that table. Because the time that I bought beer and we were sitting ringside in those seats, like, I had to basically clutch all of my fucking beers so they didn't get spilled. Also, because they can't give you the cans unopened for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Dickinson gets the win. Then the po- post-match, the end Don't came out. Because it's a time bomb. Murdered everybody. Next, we had Matt Riddle versus AR Fox. He came out with his whole crew. And it was Matt Riddle's birthday. It was. Uh, he just wanted to dance. It was a lot of fun. AR Fox, though, gets the win. Right? Big pin on a birthday. Um, that isn't your own. Afterwards, Fox cut a promo. Uh, he wants he wants the WWN belt at Evolve 100, regardless of who has it, because there is a match for it. Yes, the next night in Brooklyn. Next, we had the FIP World Heavyweight Championship. Anything goes. Chop, match. Chop. Austin Theory, the champion, with Priscilla Kelly versus Fred Yehi. Trouble. Yeah. Um. Very good match. Uh. Kincaid came out at some point. Um. Which. I, I get that there's a storyline between Kincaid and Austin Theory. I I don't know 100% what it is. It's hard to follow for me. Um, the but- way I see it, 
and I'm pretty sure he mentioned this at one of the shows that maybe it was the show that I went to that you weren't there for. Sure. Um, but he was basically like, I don't want to see you getting corrupted and cause like Priscilla's bad news basically. Gotcha. And so that's why he keeps coming out to try to like get them to stop being such shitty heels sure. all the time. And, and uh, that's why he like doesn't want to use violence. And then every time he does, he like hates himself for it. Sure. Uh, regardless, uh, it's interesting. It makes he, sense. It's an interesting little story. Sure, sure. I'm not mad at it. It just it's well, every a, it's time a you, you, during the show, you're always like, whatever. This is he's out here again for whatever. It, it's uh, like, just it makes sense. I mean, I, I I guess if I had more pieces of the puzzle, I under I'm understanding of the fact that he's in a storyline with him. That doesn't confuse me. It's just I don't know why. I don't understand fully what the story is between them. But regardless, it's fine. Um, Kincaid mostly hung out outside the ring. It's interesting with the FIP matches that it's an anything goes in general for the title. Um, I think that's kind of interesting. Priscilla got involved in the match several times, and Austin Theory retained his title. Uh Next, we had a non-title grudge match. WWN champion Keith Lee versus half of Doom Patrol, the Evolved Tag Team Champions, Jacka. Yow. And um, uh, Jaka was out there to weaken him up because Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson uh, had a shot at the title the next night. Which I want to look up real quick and see if he won. He, I don't think he did. No, uh, Keith Lee's still champ. Um, but anyway, Jaka had a great match with him. Uh, they went back and forth. Jaka definitely held his own for a lot of the match. Keith Lee is definitely... Very strong and yeah, booked very strong. Great match. And Jaka actually got the win. Yep. Jaka defeated him by pinfall. Although there was a little bit of, uh, you know, dust in the finish because Air Fox and his gang came out on the stage mm-hmm. to kind of heckle Run and distraction. Um, so next we had the main event, which was the Evolved Championship match Zack Sabre Jr. versus Darby Allen. Um, Darby did look strong. Oh my um, gosh, man! There were some, there were a couple moments and a couple fucking near falls that yeah. I was freaking out at. Uh, and I mean, yeah, getting a loss by the submission master in a submission where you don't tap out, you just pass out. Sure, like I mean, that shows that you're tough. Shows you can hang. You know, it wasn't. It was yeah. kind of one sided. Zach like, Saber Jr. Like, is also I an feel, asshole now. A little bit, yeah, but I feel like uh, I feel like Darby didn't get as that many moves in. No, um, he did get a couple of like wind back in his sales moments, where like he would kind of hulk out a little bit and then have like flashes of offense, but he never had a like consistent run of offense. Yeah, at any point, like the longest that he was ever. Not even, I wouldn't say in control, but the longest that he had a sustained offense was maybe half a minute. Um, and then at best, it was back and forth. But Zach did control a lot of the like tempo of the match. Yeah. And uh... and so, yeah, Zach Sabre Jr. gets the win by, uh, his, by TKO, I guess. Uh, the ref called the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after the match, Austin Theory came out and laid out Zack Sabre Jr. Kincaid came out to try to stop him. Kincaid and him got into it a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, he wound up being mad at himself for fighting and then left. And then Priscilla Kelly came over and checked on Austin Theory. And then that was the end of it. Um, so that was Evolve 98. Fun show. Definitely had a very good time going to this. Uh, I mean, it's always really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, uh, that that does it for Evolve 98 coverage. So let's get into uh, Raw and SmackDown. Oh, well. Uh, Unless you had something you want to talk about. Evolve first. 100 uh, sure. will be at Laboom again uh, in February. I think the 19th. 
I really want to go. We already know that it will have AR Fox versus Keith Lee for sure. uh, the WWN belt. And we also know it will have uh, Austin Theory versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr. for the Evolve belt. Sure. Um, which interesting how they made a whole thing about how they weren't going to defend both belts on the same show anymore. But, but I guess it's because it's the 100th show. Maybe. Or, you know, it's a little more notable. Anyway. Sure. So let's get into Raw. So uh, obviously big highlight moments. Uh, at the beginning of the show... Big highlight moments, just the whole thing with Braun Strowman. Yeah. So when we open the show up, uh, we you know we get recaps of everything that had happened with... Braun pulling down the scaffolding we talked about last week. Yeah, so also fun uh, fun thing to note about how uh we watched this show. We uh had gone to a say anything concert. Oh, and yeah. It was a great concert, by the way. Uh in defense of the genre at disc two and uh is a real boy back to back. Very fun. Uh and so we got back home and it was kind of late and we we're Delayed like, yeah, trains. fuck it. We'll just watch the show. And then we watched it and then it was late. It was late. It was like three in the morning. By but the time we, I know. we could watch it by skipping over a lot of the matches and- or ads and, and also uh, some of the boring stuff that happened, like filler and recap shit. Yes. Um, but Braun opened Always up nice the show over recaps ready and entrances to- and. Braun was getting ready to cut a promo to open the show when Kurt Angle came out and he was like, yo, you really could have killed uh, Kane and Braun Strowman. Like, that was not cool what you did, bro. Uh, And Braun tells him, I was doing my job. Catch these hands. Catch these hands. And so uh, Kurt was like, look, not only did you not do your job by doing this outside of the ring, but you broke all of these protocols. You're fired. So he fires Braun Strowman in the middle of the ring. And then thank God for Kurt that he got out of the ring while Braun was still like emotionally stunned by getting fired because then Braun gets out of the ring and basically says, you can't fire me. I'm going to go murder everyone in this building. Um, and, and it, proceeds to do just that. And proceeds to murder everyone in the building. He's trashing security guards. He's trashing catering. He's trashing he, everyone backstage. Well, first he, he kicks in. He kicks in the door to Kurt Angle's office. Oh right, and just just well, no, that's after he breaks away from the the guys trying to escort him. Sure, out. sure, sure. The, the first I was thinking the first big thing, but yeah, no, he he got escorted to a door, and then some guy was like, "You got to go," and then Braun was going to go, but then the guy put his hand on Braun's shoulder, which was a huge mistake. And then Braun beats the shit out of him and everyone else that was with him, all the security goons, puts him through tables, you know, puts him through uh, all sorts of stuff. And then he goes to Kurt's office. He's destroying Kurt's office, smashing the TV. Um, I mean, it was just absolutely nuts. Uh, Titus Worldwide had a match with uh, the bar. And got a big win. And got the win. Big win. Um, partially because of distraction from Apollo from, Andrew, uh, from Jason Jordan coming out because Jason Jordan came out yeah and then that was part of what led to them getting a slight distraction finish um, Seth Rollins came out and just was like what the hell are you doing like we've discussed this we're, <laughs> we we're, talked about this we're partners you can't just do that uh, Braun Strowman destroys more stuff uh, and we come back from commercial to like, it was so weird because we would go into commercial breaks with Braun destroying stuff, come back from commercial straight into more destruction. My favorite moment of all of the destruction though, came after that commercial break. And I'm not going to do play by play of the whole fucking night, but they come back and now he's in catering and the cake part. And if, well, it starts off with a, a, some sort of production coordinator comes running into catering, goes, everybody. He's got to go. Braun Strowman's coming in here and he's going to kill everyone. And immediately after he says that, Braun shows up behind him, picks the guy up, and just throws him. And just sort of throws him into the ether. Just like throws him off camera. 
I don't know. Maybe that guy's dead. Who knows? Uh, he then picks up Curtis, Haw- uh, Kurt Hawkins and throws him through a table full of food. He just starts smashing all these people back there. And then the camera slow pans and reveals that there's a man standing there from catering holding just a tray with a chocolate cake on it. And if you know anything about WWE, when you see a cake, it's Chekhov's cake. It's going in someone's face. It's smashed on someone or something. And instead, Braun comes up and looks at this guy, looks him up and down, sizes him up. And this kid, you know, he's maybe in his like early 20s intern, just holding the cake, is just shaking, but just managing to hold as still as possible and not looking in Braun's eyes. And Braun just sort of grunts, just fists a whole giant slab of this cake, takes a huge bite and goes, mm, mm, and then walks off while eating the cake leaving this this kid spared. He's the only one who had a direct face-to-face with Braun and walked away completely unscathed, at least physically. Um, However, who didn't get unscathed, I'm just jumping ahead, sure. because fucking Michael Cole got trashed. Oh, my God. And it was so funny because he was running over to the announce table, and you were going nuts. You're like... We'll go through a table. We'll go through a table. Oh, I was hoping for it. And he's running over to the tables. And you can see, if you go back and look, Booker T starts running and slightly pushes Cole down to the ground Perfect. to get away. And then Cole's trying to scramble. And he starts to scramble away. And Braun catches him by the back of his pants and just deadlifts this man. And just... You know, fucking dead weight picks up Michael Cole by the back of his pants like a fucking child. Uh huh. And then grabs Cole and then gets ready to fucking murder him. Uh, there's a slight intervention by Kurt Angle where he comes out and goes, You're not fired. I talked to Stephanie. She admitted it was a huge mistake for me to fire you, and that's on me, and I'm so sorry, but you're not fired. In fact, not only are you not fired, you're back in the, in the triple threat match for the title. Everything's fine. And he's like, Good. And then picks Cole back up. Right. I'm still going to fuck shit up, and though. And then launches him off the side of the stage, admittedly into a crowd of people who caught him. Sure, a huge crowd. But uh, but he still got launched off the stage. Oh, it was a beautiful moment. Uh, and then Tom Phillips comes out to announce the rest of Raw. <laughs> Tom Phillips just walks out. And is just like, oh, hi, guys. Good thing I'm here. Good thing I was here, you know. <laughs> uh, it was a great moment. I very much enjoyed it. And then Braun having had his fill of destruction and also being back in his uh, match. Sorry, I got distracted by the fact that Kayla's got an entire thing of starfruit seeds, and I'm so jealous right now. Sorry. I looked up. My wife is sitting in here, the room, playing Stardew Valley, running her fucking farm. <laughs> um, huh? 21 of them. Good job, punk. Um so anyway, we had a, another hype thing for the Mix Mac Challenge, and then more shit about the cruiserweight, blah blah blah. Goldust still involved with Cedric because because uh, you know Cedric defeated uh, Tony Nice, I believe is who he went up yep, fighting yep. Uh, with a lumbar check. Yep. Um, you know. Oh wait, we skipped the best part of all of this because because you skipped straight to Michael Cole. Sorry, it's okay. It's not your fault. It is. It, but the best part of all of this happened between the 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 two of five live match and the Michael Cole bit. He goes backstage to the production trucks. Oh my gosh! Of course, and he runs into he runs into the production truck. And is like, I'm going to tear down this whole show. So he starts like, uh, it's beating weird. Beating up on <laughs> he's slightly, control boards. He's slightly beating up on the people, but mostly shooting them out of the way. But because they didn't send him to like a dummy production truck, they sent him to a real one. He just kept running up to going buttons going, what does that do? Instead of just like smashing and pulling out cables and destroying monitors, he's running up going, what does that do? And then pushing buttons and then running to another one like, what's this button do? Push, push, push. And I was like, it would have been a little bit better if they'd sent him to a fake production truck and had him just like smashing and pulling out cords and like ripping out monitors. Um, But instead, he gets kind of bored. After a couple of minutes of fucking with stuff in the in the truck, and he and he gets outside, and everyone in the production truck comes out from under their desks, like, 
oh, he left? Oh, my God. Thank God. I was so scared. And, and they're all talking to each other like, I, I didn't know what he was going to do. <clears throat> I was so afraid. And then they start violently tossing around like the crew of the Enterprise on like old Star Trek episodes. And they're like, what's happening? And then everything starts shaking. And it cuts to Braun. And he has disconnected the truck, uh, the, the, the actual engine, the cab. the cab of the truck from the from trailer. The trailer. <laughs> Drives it off just a little bit. About maybe five, ten feet forward. Gets a, enough clearance. Stops so, out. And then Kurt shows up and is like, Braun, Braun, what are you doing? Braun, Braun, we need you to stop. No one actually physically goes and touches Braun, but there's a whole bunch of people standing around going, Braun, what are you doing? And then Braun grips underneath the truck. And, and he fakes it. He fakes it out first. At first, he gets like one or good, two good lifts on it. And then Kurt's like, what are you doing? And he stops. And I was like thinking to myself, oh, man, how insane would it have been if he had actually gone through with flipping this fucking 18-wheeler cab? Well, get fucked. Then he does. <laughs> and I loved how they had like eight camera angles, seven of which I would have been fine with, but the eighth was a GoPro on the truck. Mounted on the top. Which kind of is a little gut check to the suspension of disbelief. But right. it's like that uh, closed or that empty arena match with yeah. Foley where it ends with him looking up at the... Oh, right. A POV shot with a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, but that being said, the fact that Braun flipped uh, an 18-wheeler cab on like a semi cab on TV was insane. Uh -huh. uh, it was definitely, I would say his top kayfabe moment of just, he's a fucking beast. Um, but my God, uh, we had Oscar versus Nia Jax. Oscar wins by referee stoppage. Yeah. Cause um, I got her leg caught on the stairs. Some sort of fake injury. Kayfabe bliss came out to check on her. Jordan talks to Kurt, which was kind of an interesting moment for his character because he was like, I was right. I was right there with you, man. I was you didn't see me, but I was like 10 steps behind you ready to defend my dad at a moment's notice. And it's like, no, you fuck. No, you fucking weren't. And also, you're a bitch. I hate you, Jason Jordan. Uh, but he's doing great work with that character. Uh -huh. um, but he does put he does go. I want a match, but not for me. I want Seth Rollins to fight. Finn Balor, right? Which um, is just kind of like, oh, gee, thanks. Yeah, the revival got a squash match in after the were after the squash match against some jobbers. They got kind of a promo in that allegedly oh, yeah. allegedly got them some backstage. No, heat. no. Apparently, somebody tweeted at uh, um, I think Dawson after the interview on Twitter and was like, oh, you used the W word gonna get yourself some heat backstage and he tweeted back to that person saying it already has and like, then deleted and then deleted it about 40 minutes afterwards but who knows again you never know what's yeah, real work 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 about da, 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 work 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 um but the rival one they cut a promo saying we're wrestlers not sports entertainers uh, and also saying that all of the tag teams that are going to be at Raw 25 next week, they don't really care about any of them because that's they're still Attitude Era trash. Um, Elias introduces The Miz. The Miz obviously wants his title back. Uh, the Miz Taraj fight a handicap match against Roman Reigns. Spoilers. Roman wins by pinfall after a spear. Uh, Sonya Deville beats Sasha in a match. Um with what they're calling an alarm clock style kick. It's weird. Um, Heath Slater job to Matt Hardy. Uh, and then uh, Finn Balor fought Seth Rollins. And interesting enough, the bar comes out in this match and kind of gets involved with Gallows and Anderson because they were going for Jason Jordan and missed and ended up hitting the, the club and started a little brawl. And Jason Jordan wound up grabbing Finn, like Finn's legs off of an Irish rip to the uh, Irish whip to the ropes. And that set up interesting enough. Uh, Seth Rollins hitting a curb stomp. This uh -huh. is the first time I think we've seen the move 
since around two WrestleManias ago. Yeah, the Mania in San Francisco. With, with Orton. The Orton one. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting because that was a move that was on the like banned list uh-huh. for them. Um, they did not call it a curb stomp, though. No, they called it the blackout, which is what they used to call it. Which is, I think, a better word to use for it because curb stomp has some not so great connotations to it socially. Um, but calling it the blackout is fine. It's interesting to see they bring it back because one of the reasons that they ended it was that Seth himself said that he didn't want kids to see that move and then try to imitate it on their friends. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe a new finisher is... Or not a new finisher, but that finisher coming back is something that that he needed for his character. And, I definitely uh, think it helps. Yeah, and he tweeted out a picture of him doing it saying, mm-hmm. welcome back, old friend. So <laughs> that's obviously like... Not just a fluke thing that's happening. That seems to be it's back. His finishers again. And interestingly enough, after the match, um, you know, usually when Raw goes off the air, it's to somebody's theme song and somebody's gloating in the ring or somebody's. No, but it dragged on and on because we were even saying like, how long are they going to just? Well, we this. were waiting for something else to happen. Yeah. Because typically speaking, when you see somebody just sitting in the ring in, in the silence, ring being like, ow, I'm really injured. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, someone's going to come out and do help them or beat them up or. Nope. Finn and just, it was just like, ow, I'm really hurt. He looked dazed. I'm really, really hurt. The club ow. came and picked him up. And that was that. And that was the end of Raw. Uh, I thought it was a really fun show. I had a lot of fun with this episode. Well, sure. Watching Braun just wreck everything in sight is He's a magical amazing. thing. Braun is just a great spectacle to behold. Um, and it's also interesting that he's at that status where obviously he is in the title hunt, but he's the type of person that you could definitely see um, having good storylines without being in the title picture. Mm-hmm. Um, which takes us to SmackDown. SmackDown had... It was kind of interesting that it had such a fast pace for a SmackDown. Like it just felt like so much happened so quickly. Um, obviously, you know, they were hyping up that the next match of the U S championship tournament was going to happen that night. Uh, and we had kind of speculated that they would have a semi, uh, the, I, they would have a semi on SmackDown, a semi, this upcoming SmackDown, and then the championship match uh, at the rumble. Yeah. However, instead, they put both semis and the championship match on SmackDown, which you had a great point. We've got a men's rumble with 30, a women's rumble with 30, and then also two tag one, team championship matches. One of which is two out of three falls. And also a the uh, the universal championship match and the uh two on one handicap match for the WWE championship on SmackDown. And the Cruiserweight Championship. And the Cruiserweight Championship, which as it stands right now is on the main card. They have not announced that it's on the kickoff. So that's a lot to happen in even a four hour pay per view. Right. So we have Jinder Mahal. You think that the Rumble is going to be an hour and a half long minimum. The women's rumble sure. is probably going to be forty five minutes minimum. Right. Um <clears throat> so we wound up having uh, uh, Liv Morgan getting a pinfall in uh in in her match. Um, what was that against? Uh, it was Naomi? a triple. It was a triple. It was a a six woman tag. Yeah, Riot Squad. Um, I think it was against Charlotte Page or Charlotte Becky Naomi. Yeah, and Naomi is the one who Naomi ate the pin. Ate the pin. Um memory sir yes it was <coughs> excuse me um it was naomi who wound up um taking the pin in that match um but so we had mojo raleigh facing uh mojo face gender is Jindrak. that chindrak what the hell are you talking about um so we had oh no Xavier Woods fought Jinder Mahal right and uh, and Mojo Xavier opened up the rude. show with his promo of who do you want as your U.S. championship or mm-hmm. your U.S. champion? Uh, obviously Z- uh, Xavier lost to Jinder. Um, then after that we had uh, 
another match, Bobby Roode versus Mojo Raleigh. Bobby Roode obviously gets the win over Mojo. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was interesting, the thought of having a heel-heel match for the title. Um, and Mojo has had a, a decent push as of late. Right. But Bobby Roode gets the win. He can cut a good promo. So, uh, yeah, he can. And Jinder came out. I think his entrance, I think Mojo's current entrance is a little goofy. With a the, little goofy, The yes. football stance, stance and then, then the run. run to the ring. I don't mind a run to the ring. Plenty of guys have had, like, uh, John Cena, obviously, great run to the ring. Warrior had a good run to the ring. I don't mind the run to the ring, but the... Burnt, burnt, right, getting burnt. into the football stance and in slapping time, the ground. In time with the song. Like it, the in time with the song thing can be cool, but this this is just feels kind of weird because then it leaves him lingering on the ground for too long. Uh, after Bobby Roode gets the win, Jinder comes out and cuts a promo, and Bobby Roode's like, "Well, let's just have the match tonight." And Jinder's like, "No, you fight on my terms." And it's like, "Why? You're not the champion. Why should? Why do we have to fight on Jinder Mahal's terms?" You're not the champ. And Daniel Bryan agreed with you. Yes. He ran out and was like, nah, go for it, we're, fam. We're going to have that match tonight, which definitely I popped for a little bit because I was like, oh, neat. You know, usually mm-hmm. crowds wind up having the, we're going right. to have that match next week. next week. And the crowd's like, oh, well, thanks for hyping it up. So, yeah, Riot Squad versus uh, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Naomi. Naomi gets pinned by Liv, um, which it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Dasha winds up uh, talking to uh, the Usos. Um, and ben- Benjamin and Gable, you know, come back for their shots. Like, you know, bust in and beat up some dudes. Uh, then we get the mix match challenge announcement about Shinsuke versus Natalia. Uh, Shinsuke and Natalia versus Finn and Sasha. Uh which that match happened later that night. Sure. And we can talk about that for a bit, too. And then we had uh, Jinder Mahal versus Bobby Roode, and Bobby Roode is your U.S. champion. Bobby Roode, new U.S. chomp. Uh, Brian and Shane came out to, you know, uh, congratulate him and, and hold his hand up. Weren't as, they doing guest commentary during the match? Um, I think they were. Um, but they came out and held his hands up. And that was the end of the show. It's also worth noting that there was a little bit of interaction between Shane and Daniel where they were like, where Shane was like, you know, I'm not on the same page as you. (coughs) And I disagree with this whole two on one match. And we're going to have to have a conversation at some point about, you know, your decision making. So that was definitely interesting. Uh, After it went off the air, we went to Facebook where we watched mm-hmm. the Mixed Match Challenge. The debut of the Merch Merch Purge. I had fun with it. Um, it was fun. No, it's it's it fun. I mean, obviously, they aren't doing any uh, intergender spots. Oh, no. I mean, um, well, they, 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 they kind of teased a couple of things. Uh, at one point, Shinsuke caught uh, Sasha because she was trying to do a dive to the outside uh-huh. uh, in order to hit Natalia, and Shinsuke caught her, and then... There was like a moment of like, is Shinsuke really about to hit Sasha Banks? They're both nah, faces. He just like put her back and he, up. Though. He set her back up, but then he stopped her from hitting his partner. Um, and then uh, I believe there was another moment. There was a couple moments where uh, people made saves for the pinfall by mm. breaking up pins. Sasha came in and, and dropped an axe handle on Shinsuke's back to break up the pin on Finn. Sure. Um, so, you know, there's there's a little bit of interaction in there. Obviously, when the tag is made, you have to make the tag. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, but, they, you know, they've also had some intergender spots on NXT lately, especially with, like, Nikki Cross. So they're definitely in that realm where it's not out. And obviously, uh, Becky fought um, Ellsworth. Yeah, in a full-on the, intergender In match. a full-on intergender match. So it's, it's, It wasn't just a squash. He got some offense, too. Oh, yeah. Too. And it was definitely... It's interesting to see that they're okay with sort of edging back into that territory, but without uh-huh. having it being like the Dudley Boys fucking putting Mae Young through a table off the side of the stage. Yeah, no. It's, it's not that, like, male... That male squash violence on women, but they are letting women get offense in on men and then vice versa a little bit. Um, which I think is really cool that they're bringing that back in a way that's like it's realistic and that they're all wrestlers. And I think it would be really fucking cool um, if they wound up having 
someone like a Naya, I mean, obviously with the, with this being the first women's rumble, they're kind of having to dedicate all the women to the sure. women's rumble, but it would be really cool to see China had had spots in the men's rumble before Beth Phoenix has had spots in the men's rumble before. Um, karma had had spot, which she's also somebody who's ru- uh, rumored to, rumored to come, come back. back. Yeah. Uh, well, she was gr- with glow. No, that's what I was going to say. She was great in glow. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had her run as, uh, I forget what her name was, her nickname, in uh, TNA, Impact, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, so in the end, uh, Sasha and Finn get the win. It's not really a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. Natalia eats the pin, not Shinsuke. Uh, and uh, that was the Mix Max Challenge. Right. Um, that'll return next week on Tuesday. With Ms. Asuka versus Carmella Big E. And I have to say, the, bi- the New Day and Carmella... Uh, Twitter and Facebook videos they've been posting, like the training videos with the pancakes and everything, have just been gold. They really have. Uh, so much fun. I also am a fan of the because she's Asuka and I'm the Miz and we're Asuka! And I'm like, I think it's kind of fun. Uh, I think that, I, I honestly think that they're going to keep Asuka and Miz in it because Miz was Superstar of the Year on on Sports Illustrated and Asuka has her streak. Um and like you said, I think that it's likely that Carmella Biggie come back in with the fan vote mm-hmm, mm-hmm, later. Mm-hmm. Um we talked on the last episode mm-hmm. about how the mixed match will mm-hmm. be formatted so you can listen to all that. Um but it was a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh I watched two of five live. It was pretty interesting. They had some promo stuff with Jack Alleher. Um for some reason Goldust was in shit and I'm just like he's not he's not a cruiserweight. Why is he Sure, they just need something to do with him. It's fine, um, but he had a lot of fucking puns, and I just was like, "Oh Christ!" Can we ease up with the fucking film puns? And he's just like, "Oh, I'm funny. Funny how? Do I look like a clown? Do I amuse you?" And I'm like, "Is this is? is are they going back to this being Goldust gimmick? Is that he only talks in movie quotes? Because it's kind of, kind of annoying. I'm happy to see him on there. Uh so." That brings us to wrestling news. Uh, Samoa Joe's injury looks worse than it was originally thought to be. Yikes. Uh, it appears as if he's going to be out until March is the current rumor mill, um, which is super duper unfortunate. But I mean, it is what it is at this point. They've got a long list of people who are injured right now. Some of them it's minor. Uh, Kevin Owens was rumored to have a nagging long-term injury that isn't going to prevent him from performing. But at some point they're going to look to give him some time off to deal with it. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been wrestling on house shows or live events. And also that's why he didn't wrestle. Um, he wasn't even last week show last week or this week. He wasn't on this week that we're talking about now last week. He didn't wrestle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sammy wrestled, I think, but he did not. Um, so that is definitely, uh, not good. Uh, <laughs> well stated. I know. Paige might be retired. For um, life. We had talked last week about how her being injured and about how she made a statement about not being in the Rumble, but she's hopeful that she'll be recovered. And, you know, they've, they've still had her coming out to the ring mm-hmm. and supporting the Absolution team members. However, uh, the word is backstage that she's done. Jim Ross commented on it. Um, you know, more people have commented on the possibility that she just might be done. Uh, and that would be super sad. She's young as fuck. She's younger than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's 26, 25, 26, something like that. It's, uh, it's not, it's not good. It's very unfortunate. They're having a lot of problems with injuries right now. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it happens. That's part of the business. You know what I mean? In other news, Ricochet and War Machine officially signed. And Candice and, and who? Candice LeRae? Yeah, Candice LeRae was the other big sign. She was MMA, correct? No, she's Johnny Gargano's wife. Oh, that's Johnny Gargano's wife that got signed. Okay. I knew that there was also some MMA women that were in talks with signing. Um, so, hey, oh, we got the whole Gargano family in here now, huh? Uh... And obviously, War Machine, very, very cool signing. And Ricochet, uh, if you've never seen him live, fun as shit to watch. 
Um, and uh, I'm excited to see what they do with him in the NXT Performance Center. We got the official picture of the four of them posing. Uh, oddly enough, we did not get a big Papa Trips in the picture doing the point that says, hey, I did this. Remember or the fist me? Bump or yeah, right. Or like a big smile, like, the arm yeah. around the shoulder. Um, in other news, this is absolutely just bonkers. So obviously, Matt Hardy has his broken gimmick now. Uh huh. But they're not using it because WWE would prefer to use this woken thing that uh-huh. they own. That they own, so that you know, if he leaves, they keep the woken thing, and then blah blah blah. But somebody asked him. What would happen if they if the Bray Wyatt match was allowed to go back to the Hardy compound? Yeah. And a lot of people want to see a return to the, the, the compound and singer Benjamin and Vanguard one. And he has been tweeting about Benjamin and Rebby coming on uh-huh. to the show. Uh-huh. Uh, and his kids do. I, it's just so they, he has not mentioned the dilapidated boat. No. And hey, yet. dilapidated boat was the real MVP of Total Deletion number one. Because if it wasn't for that dilapidated boat, he would he probably wouldn't have beaten Brother Nero. Uh-oh. Also, we have to see if Brother Nero shows up at the Rumble. Maybe. He, he could be He's healed. Time. Injured, but... but it was asked, what would happen if Bray Wyatt was thrown into the Lake of Reincarnation? Would he come out as Husky Harris? That's the quote. He goes, it's a very interesting question. <laughs> I would first be concerned he's going to come back as the disgusting husky of Harris. That would be my first concern. The second concern, which isn't as much a concern for myself, but would be my hope, is that between myself and the seven deities, if we could delete this demon that lives within him, this sister of Abigail, we could dump him in and he could return to the force of what he used to be. Because many, many years ago, Bray Wyatt, the soul that is within him, that is suppressed within him, was once was once not a bad guy, but Sister Abigail is the one who is really taking over his vessel and made him into something evil. So I'm hoping that we can get Bray Wyatt to where he needs to be because he would, he actually could in the future potentially be a wonderful soldier of the light. We just need to get rid of this notorious, nefarious, evil Sister Abigail is what he said. End quote in the interview. Also, uh, when asked if Brother Nero, if he wants Brother Nero with him when Jeff Hardy returns, of course, yes, I would like to have someone that is on my same mental wavelength as it, as it were. So yes, I would prefer to have my Brother Nero. I would maybe even prefer to like see the charismatic enigma return once again. And then just so you and all the spectators that are assisting him and watching the great war could actually see a transformation from within him. He also, in the interview discussed the new day versus the Wyatt compound battle. which I'm going to uh-huh. read this interview later. I want to see what he says. Uh, rockstar spud fighting King Maxwell, which, Hey, rockstar spuds uh, allegedly WWE bound. So we could get a, a rematch. He, with does that feud. Have the, he does have the L in that <laughs> feud so far. Uh, and then bringing back Star, uh, and then being a part of Starcade in November, which was all uh, pretty interesting. Starcade. Uh, so, last thing before we close out the show. Last thing. What's the last thing, bro? Uh, What's this was what brought up the word factoid before the show. Factoid. So interesting fact. Incorrect um, facts. I'm not saying factoid. I said interesting uh-huh. fact. All right, that's for you, baby. Hey. hey. So, uh, as we know at this point. Vegas odds on these wrestling matches tend to speak volumes about what will happen. They really do. Even if it doesn't have the correct winner in multi-man matches, the bigger your odds, it's more likely that you end up getting big spots and looking strong in the match. Uh, in the last couple of months, the odds have the Vegas odds at lock when the pay-per-view starts have not always had a hundred percent lock on the winner. I mean, six months ago, and before, maybe going back two years, there it was a lock. Uh-huh. And whatever the Vegas odds were when that pay-per-view kicked off, those are your winners. Um, in the last couple months, it seems like they've either ad- addressed the leak or have leaked fake information to Vegas. It hasn't been a, a quite as strong, but they're still batting like seven or eight hundred, which is sure. which is great, you know. Yeah. Even on shitty on shitty nights for Vegas, they're batting like five hundred to six hundred percent, so or you know fifty to sixty percent, whatever. Uh, but interestingly enough, 
On Thursday, the odds had Shinsuke Nakamura as the big favorite to win. Ziggler was up there. Orton was up there. Um, and the thing to understand about Vegas odds is as long as the person's not dead and physically able to go in the ring, they could have right. odds. You could get CM Punk odds. Exactly. Because while it is incredibly very unlikely that he'll show up, there's a chance because he could. Right. Um, like, I think that they had Kenny Omega as like a, like, 130 to one to win the rumble because even though he just resigned a two year contract with new Japan, who knows? Maybe they strike a deal and he comes out. Right. Undertaker could come uh, out. Who also knows? really fun fact, side note real quick. Uh, so I know that Jericho has a concert or something like that on the day of the rumble. Um, there's a big rumor that either they'll cancel the show and he'll show up at the Rumble or he'll show up to Raw 25. And there's this like fantasy book rumor well, mill. He should be showing up at Raw, Raw 25. 25. He's, He's supposed to. He, he should be confirmed for that show. But well, they, uh, Meltzer was saying they don't have a deal in place. So it's. It's he's he's uh, he's uh, supposed to appear, but they don't have a deal, so anything could in in, in theory happen. Uh-huh. Regardless, there was some sort of fantasy book going around that New Japan and WWE were closer than they've let on, and that that's part of the whole letting Jericho go to New Japan for the match thing, and that Naito might show up and beat up Chris Jericho either at the Rumble or at Raw twenty five. Oh, also, Kevin Nash is no longer making an appearance because they wouldn't fly him on a private jet. And he said that with his knees and legs, he can't really do a normal play, which he's a big fucking guy. No, he's tall, dude. So, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, that would kind of suck, you know, but getting back to the, the Vegas odds. So you can bet on pretty much anyone, but it is a it speaks volumes when they put odds on somebody Friday. The odds for Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble went to like. Something crazy like three to one or four to one. Very good odds uh-huh. when you can consider how many people have odds sure. in that match. Literally um, anyone. They've they've gone up, uh, and by up I mean just like worse for him yeah. a little bit today. We're recording this on a Saturday, um, but he's still in like the top five or six options to win the Rumble on the Vegas odds. Ziggler is also up there, but it's just interesting to see that Daniel Bryan not only is has good odds to be in the rumble. He has but decent to odds to win. win. And could you imagine week out? Could you imagine the pop if number thirty <laughs> was Daniel Bryan <laughs> and then he won? Dude, I can't even. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. The rumble is maybe the most fun night of the year to watch. It really because is. While WrestleMania is definitely spectacle, and the WrestleMania is great, a lot of cool moments. The rumble is just that unexpected. Who shows show. up? What's going to happen? Um, and on next week's episode, we'll go through our speculations as to who we think will make uh, right, we'll surprise to, appearances. We'll try to book, book our rumbles. I definitely think instead of doing a, like we we can do normal predictions for next week's episode. I would love to do like a we each fill out a thirty slot. Oh God! And then we'll do, I'm not doing it on air. Like I'm saying in our free time during the week, sure. Before we record, sure. Fill out like a here's our in order thirty man prediction for the men's rumble. We, and can't, get, we can't and possibly get try to line up release numbers. Yeah, and get points for it. So all, you're saying, like, I could have Curtis Axel as number one, and if he's not number one, then I get nothing, even if he's in the wrong Get a point. Get 15. a point if they appear, and an extra point if they're in the slot that you predicted. Okay, in. that's more fair. And that, I mean, we can, and, and uh, I don't know, maybe we can come up with some sort of stakes or odds to make this prediction more fun. So anyway, but that's it for this episode. That's all we got for this week. Yeah. Hey, next week is Raw 25. Raw 25. Go home for both shows. Go home. And the Rama. Royally. Uh, hey, also Dabber Jabber comes in next week. That'll be fun. What up, Dab? Anyway, uh, you can follow Bob Feggity on Twitter at Bob Feggity. Hey. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff at CB Poindexter. You can follow the both of us on Twitter and Facebook at Small Package P-O-D. That's P-O-D for podcast yeah. unless i win the rumble prediction oh, maybe. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll bring that back baby <laughs> uh so anyway that's pod for podcast make sure to follow us on facebook uh we post stuff whenever we go to like evolve shows live wrestling stuff uh sometimes we post stuff from the unless podcast challenges run out of data, data apparently yeah you know. <laughs> uh also on twitter make sure you tweet at us if you tweet at us we'll read it on air <laughs> anyway 
you can follow, uh, come back next week for episode 75, the Rumble Go Home Show. 75! Right here on the Small Package Show. Hit them with it, Bob. Small Package. Small Package. That was so unnecessary and long. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>